Hello, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of Nerd Shit! Nerd Shit! So this week, uh, we just wanted to briefly have a spoiler review for Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, This is going to be a pretty quick discussion, a little shorter than most of our regular shows. Uh, Joining me, as always, is uh, Sam Wilson. Right here, Sam Sam and the last uh, pair of jeans that (laughs) fish out of the the hamper. (laughs) That would be that would be my Disney movie. Yeah, and I am of course uh, Zack Schneider. But yeah, so let's get into this one. Uh, this this is a movie that uh, not everybody's seen because theaters are still a little you know dangerous to go out to at times, unless you're uh, particularly careful about when you go. Um, and of course, not everyone's willing to pay the thirty extra dollars on top of the uh, Disney Plus subscription fee. Yeah, I think actually, aside from the two of us, most of the people that I know who have seen this movie just went ahead and ate the eight to three bucks on top of the Disney Plus. So I think that's probably how most people. Mm-hmm. But the, I, I also think that probably the majority of people in general who see this movie are probably just going to wait for it to be free on Dis- Disney Plus. So. Mm-hmm. If you, you might be listening to this in the future, you know, these podcasts will stay up forever. So if you're, you, you might have just seen this on regular Disney Plus or, you know, rented it from Redbox or something. But yes, make sure that you get a chance to watch the movie before you listen to this because we are going to get going to full plot details and spoilers. So, uh, first thing I wanted to touch on, uh, for this film was the, uh, title character, uh, Raya. So Raya is, Honestly, really great protagonist. This is one of those interesting movies for me because, like, I actually went into this movie, like, really pretty blind because I don't think I had watched a single trailer for this at all Mm -hmm. uh, before seeing this. And when the movie started off, like, I thought that just... This, this was just the Raya that we were going to get. Like, I, I was having this th- thought of, like, how old is she supposed to be? Because she's, like, so much shorter than her dad. And I was, like, I was going into assuming that she was going to be, like, a teenager. It's like, I can't tell how old she's supposed to be. And I thought that that was just going to be her for the whole movie. And so it's was, like, when the this, this six years later thing happened, I was like, oh, this makes sense. Like, I genuinely didn't know that we were even going to have that. Although I probably should have guessed it even from the, the cold open. You know, the, the kind of weird uh, Mad Max... <laughs> Bosom <laughs> was like, I'm in a lone rover going through this this wasteland. It's hard to tell who's more crazy, me or everybody else, or whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's that's actually totally on spot on for this film. It is, um, it it is kind of an interesting mix where we do see that there was some developed cultures, you know, even before the events of the film. But uh, by the time of the main action, it has gotten a little post-apocalyptic. Everyone is. Uh, literally broken up and uh, waiting for the world to end around them as they are beset by the uh, the villainous Dune. Yeah, this movie actually got into got into some uh, dark places at times. You know, at the very beginning, uh, we have Raya opening her heart to other people and then immediately getting stabbed or kicked in the back. Dad got shot in the leg and then it got turned into stone, as did literally her entire people. Not not that that's a little downer or something. God, you know what would have been a really downer ending for this movie? Is if her dad becomes a person again, like he, he gets saved from being stoned, and he is like, oh, it turns out that arrow actually had poison in it. That that stone was the only thing stopping him from dying horribly, yep. that he actually dies like an hour later or something. That would have been like, ah, oh, no. It's like, it's probably good it didn't end that way, but that's something that just occurred to me that it could happen. 
It's like, and he died from his injuries oh, after yeah. after being revived. <laughs> I know. One, one thing I did like is that uh, it's a very, very minor detail, but we actually see uh, after he's revived, he does actually have a bit of a limp, uh, as he literally had no time to heal the air wound in between those six years. Yeah, they had to amputate the leg or something. <laughs> <Maybe not. laughs> I guess, like, if as long as he was still alive, it would have been it would be kind of dark. But it's like, oh, at least he's alive, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, they went they went from it's a dis it's even though this is a dark movie, it's still a Disney movie. So of course it has to have like pretty much a very happy ending, you know. Oh yeah, for the most part, just Disney deaths. Yeah, with a few exceptions. But uh, no, I actually really like her uh, hero's journey. Is she's. You know, she does actually have, like, plenty of experience to back up her uh, distrust. Um, it really did not end well for her. When she tries to reach out again, near the climax of the movie, it still does not go well for her. So, no, it's it's actually it's actually an interesting thing where, you know, she does have to learn to trust but verify. Yeah, not, not wander entirely through the world with blind optimism, but also to let other people in over the course of the film yeah it was a happy medium that she was able to find that like i like that she starts off very naive and then she she learns a lesson of not to trust people but then takes that to too far of an extreme it's like it's the idea of trust people in a broad way and let people in but not in a way where, you know, you're showing somebody who you literally just met, hey, here's the inner sanctum of this, you know, like, <laughs> maybe that wasn't necessarily the, the best uh, idea. But it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's being able to, to trust people in a broad way, but, but not, be, mm-hmm. not, not blindly. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, but yeah, she goes from being too naive to too cynical to being, to, to being able to open herself back up to people again so yeah she was a great character she was well played by uh kelly marie tran who i i didn't realize that she was in this movie until a couple weeks ago you would actually mention it on this podcast mm-hmm. i was like oh, i didn't know she was in this and then knowing that watching the movie i was like oh yeah i actually could like i i don't think i would have i i don't think i would have connect made the connection had i not known it was her going in but it was like oh yeah i can actually i can actually hear that that's her and yeah she does a really good job playing the character she brings she brings a lot of weight and warmth to the role yeah absolutely so the other title character we have is uh of course um sisu yes see the life aquatic with steve sisu like the the life aquatic with sisu the water dragon is what i always kept thinking the whole movie The, the dragon aquatic with the, <laughs> <laughs> the Sisu. With Sisu, I, I didn't really know what to expect. I know she was voiced by Aquafina. You know, that was, that was in a few of the trailers and that. So the beginning of the movie, we just mentioned, you know, a little bit of uh, what happens. You know, Raya, you know, is betrayed. She's been riding through a slowly dying world, you know, and it's, it's a very dark doom and gloom film and then sisu is introduced and it's almost like a 180 in terms of how much humor there is and it was like i was actually pretty worried that this was going to be like overwhelmingly annoying as a character it's like oh god yeah i'm not gonna lie her first scene where she first shows up i thought she was pretty obnoxious I was just like, ah, oh, Jesus Christ. This is going like, to be the movie now. <laughs> yeah, no, like, cause I was like, the first, like, 15 minutes of the movie, 15, 20 minutes of the movie or so, like, before Sisu shows up, I'm like, this is a really cool movie. Like, I was sitting there, and he was like, this movie is really dope. Like, I'm, re- I'm really enjoying this. 
And then Sisu shows up, and I'm like, okay. I guess Disney movies got at Disney. And, like, I, I, I grew to, even, like, certain things, like her visual design, I grew to, like, over time more so. But I, I really did actually like her design at first. Like, I don't, I don't know. It was like, okay, so we're going with, like, the furry, cuddly dragon. It's like, yeah. uh... We went, we went with the dragon with, like, the My Little Pony face or something, or with the Elsa face. I think face. that was what it was. I think it was a little too My Little Pony for my taste. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, that was, I think that was the problem I had with it. It was, it, was that, it was that soft, tiny snout and the giant eyes, and it's like, okay, here we go. Yeah. But saying that, um, I actually really grew to like the character over the film. She does actually She does actually find a much better balance. And she actually has a, you know, surprising amount of pathos and a surprising amount of heart. You know, she's also lived through, a, you know, terrible loss as well. And, yeah, that's actually really brought out in, in the both the visual performance and the performance by Aquafina. So, no, I've, I actually really grew to like her. Yeah, the, the scene that really sold me on her was when, uh, when it was raining and she was mm. doing, like, the kind of... the. the I don't even know how the fuck this works, but it's, it's you know, whatever. It's magic where she's like jumping on the rain or whatever, whatever's going on there. Like, I don't really know, but like, just, just seeing like the, the joy in her face, like it was, it was a really, uh, it was a really genuine moment for the character. And I, I also, I liked the, the part where she's kind of bonding with the kid character, the kid entrepreneur mm. character over the fact that they've both lost people. Uh, from mm-hmm. the drone, um, I thought you know like like that, that was like okay those were the moments where I started to really enjoy Sisu and by the end of the movie I really liked Sisu as a character and I kind of like the fact that her human form kind of looks like Aquafina like it was like when she became a human it was like yeah she actually looks like Aquafina like I think that must have been on purpose a little bit but yeah you know, <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny oh yeah no definitely definitely matched that yeah I suppose, I suppose with the rain thing it's you know it's like the old joke if Jesus can walk on water can he fly in the rain or well in the case of Sisu she can sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, she she was a uh, she was a really fun and overall endearing character. Uh, by, by the end of the movie, I thought she was annoying in the beginning, but by the end of it, I, I definitely was was a fan of her character. Oh yeah, uh, and Aquafina is a really good actor in general. Mm-hmm. I think I think that she did like she she almost much like Cecil herself. Aquafina is one of those people who can be annoying, but. When she's allowed to, like, be a little bit more, I don't know, like, like have a little bit, bit more complexity and, and pathos and stuff like that. She, she's actually really, really uh, talented. Like, she, she was really good in uh, The Farewell, which came out in 2019. She was actually genuinely really excellent in that movie. And that was also a movie that did not play up her, her comedic sensibilities as much, but she was just really good in that, so... I was, I was, a, overall, I, I liked her quite a bit in this. Oh, yeah, very, very much so. So one of the, one of the other most important characters in the movie is uh, Namari, who is kind of the antagonist, but also, in in some ways, sort of a secondary uh, protagonist in some ways. She, she, she's she a complicated character. Was, she was the Zuko. She was the she's, Zuko. She's the Zuko. She's 100% yeah. the Zuko. Yeah, so I actually really liked, um, one of the many things I liked about her is her... 
uh, relationship with Sisu, where, you know, th- throughout the entire movie, she's kind of, you know, antagonistic, especially with Raya. So much so to the point that I vaguely remember making a joke about how the movie can be described as uh, that old meme, uh, you know, I sword fight my ex-GF in a Denny's parking lot. Yeah, that is actually a brief summary of the movie, but it's more than that. It's more than that. Also, it's not not that. But I, I really like how um, Namari really is, like, overwhelmed by uh, Sisu. That, um, because she'd grown up hearing stories about her. Um, she'd grown up, you know, reading about the last dragon to save the world. So, much like, the, much like Raya, she sees in Sisu, like, an opportunity to heal the world, to do better by others. Um, she's, she's really just like an interesting character in and of herself, where at the beginning she did betray Raya, but she's very much of her people and for her people, um, is the thing. That's pretty much what it is. Like, even in, in the betrayal at the beginning, like, you get the sense that it's not personal, and that in mm-hmm. a way she kind of does like Raya. It's like, you know, yeah. I, think, I think you're a good, I think you're a cool person. It's just, you mm-hmm. know... I just, I gotta look out for, for my people. And, mm-hmm. like, I can, as, as as selfish as it seems on the surface, I can I can understand that, that mindset, you know? Like, mm-hmm. we've, I, I, I've got people, like, you guys have more, you guys have more than enough, and my people are barely scraping by. Like, I've gotta look after me and mine, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah, I... I actually really like her. She goes through her own um, bit of an arc. As, as you mentioned, she's the Zuko. I mean, that she starts out uh, angry, uh, treacherous, makes many mistakes over the course of the film, but in the end, um, she also arrives at a place of, of trust, of being worthy of other people's, learning how to be worthy of other people's trust, and learning not just to look out for herself or her people, but to, you know, will, willingly sacrifice for others, um, which is something that took her a while to learn. But no, I, I really like her. I really like her journey over the course of the film, too. Yeah, and she and Raya just have a really fun dynamic with each other. Like, I like the fact that they're, mm. they're, they're enemies for most of the movie, but there's, you mm. also get the sense of this kind of mutual respect between the two of them it, it almost is is kind of a uh i don't know if this is a false equivalency or not but like it, it almost kind of reminds me of certain aspects of the xavier magneto relationship of we're we, mm. we're, we're 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 enemies technically but we're also kind of buddies and we have we always have this yeah. respect for each other <laughs> you know so i i yeah i namari was a really good character and a really interesting and complex character who i very much enjoyed She's way more complex than a lot of the members of the um, group because um, over the course of the film, uh, Raya does get uh, together a bit of a party. A member from each different um, culture uh, in the you know fictional land of Kamandra, each each representing the values of that culture, and each um, bringing a little something something different to the table. Most of them, I found okay like i didn't hate any of them the closest i came to hating them was the night tiny ninja baby just because i'm like oh come on disney but uh. yeah i actually agree that the baby was my least favorite yeah. and like i just i didn't really that was one of the things that i think the the baby was probably the most like obnoxiously disney character to me like yeah. i just didn't really understand i don't know i just didn't really understand like how and why this baby is a con artist it, it's just i don't know maybe i'm just like overthinking it or try it trying to think of it too much about like the way babies actually are but i don't know <laughs> uh, no no it definitely made no sense whatsoever it's like if <laughs> 
I'd even buy a, like a con toddler more, but no, it's just a straight up baby. It's <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I think maybe they they were trying to do something that felt different from you know the the shrimping boat kid. But like honestly, it should have been another kid who was like about the same age as as the Shrimp other kid, kid, really. Yeah. And by the way, like what one comment I will make about the rest of you know the party or the group is that. I'm going to be, like, describing them, you know, using their, their kind of qualifiers, because to be honest, I don't remember the names of most of them, <laughs> which, you know, is not even necessarily a mark against this movie. Like, I, I movies that have a lot of characters, the, if I just watch the movie once, I usually only remember the names of the main, main characters, if mm-hmm. that, sometimes not even then. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I did actually like the kid, the the the, sh- the mm. shrimp and boat captain uh, kid. Boom. I thought I thought he was a really fun character. Yeah. And probably my favorite was the one who was voiced by Benedict Wong. Yeah. I thought he 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 was actually my favorite out of all. I thought that he was a really cool character. Mm. I'm, I'm I'm a sucker for those um, huge, soft-hearted characters. You know, the ones who are yeah. like, "Sure, I can toss a tree, but also I'm going to like take care of this baby." And you know, I'm now your surrogate father. Except this. <laughs> no, that was pretty much it. Yeah, he was such a good character, and like I was, um, it was weird when his entire first scene, he was talking, and I'm like sitting in the theater, being like, "Who?" I'm just trying to figure out, like, I know that voice. Who is it? It probably, like, agonizing over it way too much. And then, like, way later in the movie, it was, I don't even remember what line it is, but he had some line where I completely heard Benedict Wong. It was like, that, oh, Benedict Wong! That's who that is. It was like, I love it when I finally figure it out. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you. The kid, um, Boone, um, I actually remember his name just because they yeah. mentioned it several times. They mentioned they literally mentioned the baby's name like once in the movie, yeah. As well as Benedict Wong's character, I think also gets like named once in the movie. So I'm like, I I'm not gonna remember that, but I remember the kid's name. Um, he's he, he, I really stuck with him, um, partially because again of that scene you'd mentioned earlier where uh, he had the heart to heart with Sisu. Overall, I think they were they were a good group. I agree, mm-hmm. and I and I like the idea of having one representative from each region. Mm-hmm. I think that that was. I think that that uh, it was. It was in good service to the overall message of the movie mm-hmm. of unity and kind of the anti prejudicial uh, message of the movie. I think so. Like having having somebody from each region mm-hmm. represented in the group and having all of these people come together was. Like it was, it was a like a micro example mm-hmm. of the end of the movie, which is all the regions coming together and forming one people. It's like seeing an example throughout the movie of mm-hmm. we have somebody from each region and we're all coming together to form a, a team and to form a party. I think was uh, I, I think was was important for the movie and for the message of the movie. Oh yeah, I think it wisely played with um, having a good mix of. You know, it is it is a Disney movie in times. You know, obviously, like, Sisu's design was influenced by that. Uh, a little bit of the humor, the con baby, especially the con baby. But it is also a movie that's, like, not afraid to have a little little darker, I think, than Disney's uh, usually willing to go. Uh, one of the earlier scenes in the movie is actually uh, them trying to take a treasure from one of the former chiefs whose paranoia literally killed her. Yeah, she doesn't come back at the end of the movie. I'll tell you that. Um, I think by the end of the movie, it found a really good uh, mix of heart and humor while also like not discounting the darkness. Despite the darkness in the movie, it does have like an unequivocally happy ending. 
Um, again, except for, you know, I think lady. that it had to, in order to still, like, qualify <laughs> as a Disney movie, to be honest. Like, I think that, I think that if this movie had had a downer or even, like, an overly bittersweet ending, I kind of think that Disney wouldn't have even let them make that movie. And to be honest with you, I think that the fact that it has a happy ending is, is like, I think that it works. I think it totally works in context. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think it does. It's one of those things where it is just uplifting to see yeah, a film with trust that's finally rewarded, especially after, you know, being denied for so long. So, yeah, I can totally understand and appreciate uh, Disney wanting to say, you know what? This time we'll have a happy ending. Uh, I always say like this time my Disney's known for having these like extreme depressing downer endings. I mean, outside of like I don't know Infinity War, as far as Disney animation goes, yeah, they they happy endings are pretty much their forte. <laughs> but I do think that this movie, well, again, despite having certain tropes, did feel refreshingly not that much like a typical Disney movie, which is one reason I really enjoyed the movie. I like the fact that it was not a musical. For one thing. Yeah, it kind of had, like, a cute, like, animal companion, but it's still, I don't know, like, it, it had certain, like, little tropes and trappings, like, sprinkled throughout it, but the overall movie just, it didn't follow a normal formula of, like, a quote-unquote Disney princess movie at all to me. Like, it felt, it felt, it felt really different, it felt really refreshing for them, while still being within the overall framework of a Disney movie. It, it felt... Like, they did something really different with it. Yeah, I do also generally appreciate the the overall themes of the movie. Um, I like especially that when they decided to come back together, when they decided to reform uh, Kumandra, they didn't just say, so we're all going to have one big super civilization and we're all going to be the same. It's like, no, it is actually our collective differences that make us, you know, a better people, a more interesting people. There's there's a little that was important uh, one detail that. that was occurring over the course of the movie that was yeah surprisingly elegant where at the beginning of the movie uh, Raya's father shows to Raya um, that he's inviting the other groups over um, the other chiefs over and uh, he makes a brief dish just using some of their e- regional delicacies and over the course of the film as Raya gets her party together they each bring with them um, just a little bit of food stuff adding to the meal that uh, the chef Boone was making. And by the climax of the movie, they've recreated that dish. The same dish, just by bringing each of their differences together. Again, not trying to, you know, say that any one is better. It's just that, okay, these differences, what the aspects that make us different do make us better when we are able to work together. And those differences are always going to be there. Yeah, I think that both on the surface and just through smaller themes. I think the movie really did do a good job of showing the um, broader themes of, um, you know, trusting each other, supporting and um, taking part in the differences between one another's cultures. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that it's, it's, it's a message that feels obvious, but I still think is worth telling of, you know, like embracing our differences rather than, being afraid of each other for those differences and you know saying yeah like not not trying to make other people like ourselves but just finding out finding out about other cultures and em- embracing those like what can we learn from this what can we teach each other type thing um so it was it was a good yeah. message a message about trusting other people not blindly but still being able to trust other people so just 
we just need to help each other. And again, it's it's an it's an obvious. It feels like an obvious message, but it's always it's definitely worth telling within yeah. you know a, a quote unquote kids movie because because these are the things that that kids are going to be watching and hope might end up kind of forming parts of their own you know worldviews, kind of being developed. So if nothing else, at least starting the conversation. Exactly. That's exactly it. So it's a little early to um, give score wise, but uh, yeah, if you had to give a good score for this movie, uh, about what would you rate it? Uh, right now, yeah, I mean, from, from having seen the movie for the first time yesterday, I'm gonna go ahead. Uh, I'll I'll give it an eight out of ten. I think that again, my my only real issues with the movie had to have to do with some of the. I feel that just at the beginning, like after the initial prologue, but then like at, at the beginning of the movie, I felt like there were some tonal clashes going on, like the way Sisu was, was, was portrayed, you know, the baby character and things like that. But overall, I think that the movie gets better. Like it starts off really good, then it kind of falters, and then it gets much better as it goes along. And I think that the overall, the, the, the characters, the message, the, the drama, it's got good humor and good heart in it. Um, so I think that this is a very strong entry in the overall canon of Disney animation. It is a movie I'm probably going to watch again on, on Disney Plus in the future. So I'm, I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Based on pretty much everything you said, um, also with Disney continuing the trend of this being an absolutely just gorgeous movie to watch. Um, absolutely. Lo lovely choices of colors. Um, really impressive animation, especially considering that uh, most of the animation team was uh, working on this from home. Um, they, yeah, know to can do this movie uh, in quarantine. Yeah, I'm pretty much also going to give that an 8 out of 10 as well. It's just a very solid movie um, for Disney and definitely hope to see more like it. Awesome. Uh, Zach, where can the kids find you on social medias? You can find me on the social medias at Facebook under Zachariah Schneider. Uh, also on Twitter as uh, Zachariah Schneider as well uh, with the uh, username at uh, Zachariah Schne4. That's Zachariah, S-C-H-N-E, four, on the Twitters. Yeah, and I'm Sam Wilson. You can find me on Instagram at S-C for Cat Wilson, W-I-L-S-O-N, S-C Wilson underscore actor. Uh, it's S-C Wilson underscore actor. And you can follow Nerd Shit at the Nerd Shit Podcast on Instagram and Facebook and on Twitter at the Nerd Shit. Ordinarily, we post episodes every Friday. Our next episode is going to be... Uh, the monster verse leading up to Godzilla versus Kong. So we're going to be talking about Godzilla 2014, Kong Skull Island, and Godzilla King of the Monsters. And uh, this episode does not count as our weekly episode. We're just dropping this as a little, because Zach and I just watched the movie yesterday. We decided to just drop this as a little bonus thing. We'll probably do this type of thing maybe for Chaos Walking when it comes out. Yeah. Or, or, or it's, it's out already, but when we get a chance to watch it, well, we might we'll do Chaos Walking yeah. as well. Thank you once again for joining us for Nerd Shit. Yeah, thanks once again for joining us for Nerd Shit. Uh, stay shitty, nerds. Nerd Shit! Nerd Shit! So strap on it! Because we're talking about the nerd shit